We're going to take a look at a few verses from Scripture here for just a few minutes now. For all of us, not just for the little ones. The book of Micah is one that was uh, written some 700 years before Jesus ever was born. Set foot on the earth as a little baby coming as our Savior. It was written along the same time that Isaiah was writing. Uh, he was writing mostly to the uh, high elite classes, the ruling classes in Jerusalem. Hosea was also writing at the same time. He was writing in the north. But Micah was writing to the simple village people, the rural people down in the southern part called Judah of Israel. He was writing to those folks. And he wrote this message, a fantastic prophecy, a prediction about Christ coming. This is in Micah chapter 5, verses 2 through 4. And this is what we want to look at tonight. And as we look at it for just a few minutes, what we're going to see is that indeed uh, good things often come in small packages. Indeed, Jesus coming into the world in a simple and a humble and a small way provides everything that we need. And that's why we celebrate. That's why we come with expectancy at this Christmas time as we look for Christ to do a work. So I invite you to... Uh, If you have a Bible handy, you can certainly read along with me. If not, just listen as I read these verses. It's just uh, three verses I'll read to us by Micah, written a full 700 years before Christ would come. But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from old, from Ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord God. And they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth. And he shall be there. Peace. Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we do praise you tonight for the work that you have done in sending Jesus into the world to be for us our hope, our light, our life, our salvation. And so we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that good things do come in small packages, indeed, all that we need. And so, Father, we pray that you'd help us to see that from your word in the time we have tonight. And Father, would you help us to carry that into tomorrow as well? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. What is true that good things come in small packages is not just, of course, the little ones that have to be reminded of this, although a lot of them seem to get it. They were ahead of the game. Sharp youngsters, very sharp youngsters. They knew to read ahead in that bulletin. But good things do come in small packages. Indeed, as we see in these verses, sometimes amazing things come in small packages. Things that provide all that we need, as in the case of Christ. So as we look at these verses for just a few minutes, what I want you to see, and I I hope to be in some way (laughs) thinking about tomorrow morning as you open gifts and see the gifts that we give to each other, to think about this gift that God has given to us in Jesus, because when you think about it and read these verses, he provides so much of what we desperately need. 
We're insecure people. If we're honest about it, we might not share it even with the closest people to us, but we wrestle with insecurity. We lack confidence. We try to build that up and prop ourselves up with other things. These verses remind us that Jesus provides all the strength, all the security that we need. He provides all the confidence that we need by telling us that he rules the world as we sing with truth and grace. He rules. He stands and rules in his strength and provides us the security of salvation. These verses remind us as well, because we're anxious and tend to be unsettled people, especially to some extent at this time of year, ironically, Jesus comes in and gives us peace, gives us shalom is the biblical word for it. Reminds us first and foremost that this peace comes to us because the God of the universe, who's rightly upset with us, for living our lives without Him, for turning away from Him and neglecting Him. He's rightly upset with that, and yet He has sent His Son that we might have a restored relationship with God simply through faith in what Christ has done. That's some of the peace that He brings to us. And that peace with God then translates, or is supposed to translate, into our lives. And we also see, as we look at these verses, that God is, is doing a work that we have an opportunity to jump in with. The, the river is flowing, the river of his grace and redemptive plan, and we have a chance to participate with that and to be part of that. As these verses remind us that God takes the gospel and he spreads it to the ends of the earth. We here in Birmingham, we as we celebrate Christmas tomorrow can jump in. We don't have to wonder if our lives are worth something or have some purpose. We can participate in the building of God's kingdom throughout the world. These verses speak to all these things. As they do, they tell us that this thing does come in a small package. Verse 2 tells us that this is this Savior, this one who would redeem us, comes from Bethlehem. And it says that this Bethlehem is too little to be among the clans of Judah. Something rather small about it and perhaps insignificant. Goes on in the third verse to tell us that She who is in labor will give birth. It tells us that this one that's going to come, as we know with the Christmas story, is going to be a little, tiny, helpless baby. A small package that brings great things. And yet, even in these verses, there's a hint that something more is going on here. It says about this one, it says, whose origin is from old, from ancient of days. Brings to our minds, perhaps, John chapter 1, where we're told that the Word was God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God. And then we're told later in that same chapter that the Word would become flesh, make its dwelling among us, and that we have beheld His glory, the glory of God's only Son. So, good things, powerful things come in a small package. Because such powerful things come in this small package, it's a much anticipated package. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Our verses speak to that as well. It says in verse 3, therefore he shall give them up at the time. Shall give them up at the time. And we know that these words were written and other words were written in the Old Testament scriptures about Christ coming. And then for 400 years, there was silence waiting for this to be fulfilled, waiting 
for this to come. And this is one that we've got a tough time with. Most of, some of us here are kind of pulling out our hair with our little ones that are uh, dealing with a lot of expectancy right now. Very excited about things to come tomorrow. That's a struggle for them, but if we're honest, it's a struggle for us. All of us, uh, small and big, they deal with expectancy. We've had a little bit of help in recent years with uh, some of the deferred gratification that we've had to learn. We might not have known too much about that a couple of years ago, but a lot of us are learning about that. We aren't automatically maybe moving to the next promotion at our job. We're just perhaps thankful to have a job. We're not necessarily thinking about moving to the next house. We're just perhaps thankful that ours isn't in foreclosure right now. We're not necessarily thinking about getting that new special piece of furniture. We're just happy we've got something to sit on. So we've had a little recalibration in recent years about some of our expectancy of life, what we think life owes us, but how much more of these folks in the Scriptures who were thinking, who were waiting, and had to wait 400 years for the fulfillment of this. And so it's, it's with that in mind, with that sort of desire to understand and put our place, ourselves in a place of expectancy, that we rightly, at Christmas time, try to put ourselves in that mindset, try to help ourselves to think about who Christ is and that he's coming and that he's doing a work. It's because of that that we can have this attitude of expectation. We rightly hope for his work in our hearts, and in our lives. A couple of things we see specifically in these verses that I want us to talk about, and then we'll be done tonight. Actually, six different S's we're going to talk about real quickly. The first three S's are going to be about what Christ does for us. And the next three are going to be about what that means, how that affects and impacts our lives, or should affect and impact our lives. In verse 4, is where it tells us about these things. It tells us that he, referring to this Messiah, this Savior, in verse 4, shall stand. As we think about Christ and Christ coming as a little baby who lies in the manger, who can, cannot even begin to crawl as he comes into the world, he will one day stand. And standing means something, doesn't it? As we have our family get-togethers in the next few days, we're going to do probably a lot of sitting. We sit to talk. We sit to enjoy some food. We just sit because what's the mentality or attitude when we sit? We're relaxed. We're somewhat passive. We're just enjoying that time together. Now, if you're gathering together as family and you've got one of the family members that's standing all the time, just kind of up and about all the time, not sitting down while everybody else is sitting down, it's kind of unnerving. You've got somebody who's standing, they're, kinda, they're not getting into the mood of the relaxation. Why? Because standing carries this idea of action. We're doing something. We've got an intention. We've got a purpose. And Jesus comes, we're told in these verses, to stand because he's got a purpose that he's seeking to fulfill. So he's going to stand on our behalf. He's going to stand on our behalf. We also see in these verses that he's going to shepherd us. That same verse 4 says this. He says, he shall stand and shepherd his flock. So shepherd his flock. Immediately our minds should go to Psalm 23, where we're told that the Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. He leads us beside the still waters. He makes us lie down in green pastures. He restores our soul. 
And we're told there that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, and I know many of us, even at this time of year, are wrestling with losses, are wrestling with pain. Maybe a relative or somebody who was part of our Christmas time last year is not there this year. Or those around us are wrestling with a lot of difficulties. We've been praying as a church for many people. And so we're reminded that he shepherds us even through loss and even through struggle. So he stands for us. He shepherds us. And one other thing we see that Jesus does for us in these verses, he shows strength on our behalf. Again, verse 4 says, He shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. Jesus comes with power. He comes with strength on our behalf. And that means something for us. It means three things that these verses talk about. The second set of three S's for us. The first one is that we have great security. I mentioned at the beginning that we tend to be insecure, folks. We lack confidence that we need, or at least a deep, centered confidence. We might try to prop ourselves on other things in this life. But we lack any real deep confidence often. Jesus, it tells us in these verses, if you look again at verse 4, if you have your Bibles before you, I'll read it to you. It says, and they shall dwell secure. What a privilege that is, to be able to dwell secure. To not be shaken, to not be thrown about by everything in this life. We can do that, as Romans 8 tells us, because nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. Nothing can pull us away from His affection, His dear love for those who have turned to Him and put their trust in Him. Philippians 1.6 tells us that He who began a good work in us, who started out this thing of salvation, is going to carry it on until the day of completion. He doesn't drop the ball on the way to the end zone. He's going to carry us on through. So we have great security We're also told in these verses, again, verse 4, And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great, where? To the ends of the earth. I mentioned earlier our desire to know that our life connects with some bigger purpose. What an amazing thing that we, as we sit here in Birmingham, if we attach ourselves to Christ through faith, can be involved in the work that he is doing, spreading his work if you will, throughout the ends of the earth. We're reminded of that in these verses, that as we sing joy to the world, we indeed are singing about the opportunity we have to participate in God's kingdom. That's the second S, the spread of his kingdom. So we have security, we have the spread of his kingdom. And then the last thing, we're reminded that we will have shalom, that's a biblical word for peace, that we have peace through what Christ has done. Indeed, Isaiah talks about this in Isaiah 53. Verses about the coming Messiah say in verse, 50, in verse 5 of Isaiah 53, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. Peace he brings to us. One other verse, Philippians 4, 6, reminds us that we can turn to Christ. We can lay before him our supplications, our prayers, and know that the peace of God will guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. We have 
His peace. So we have seen these things, these good things that come in a very small package briefly tonight. The Arnat Diamond was sold by Christie's in Geneva back in 1996 for $3,043,496 U.S. dollars. It weighed, weighs just 20 grams. The De Bears Centenary Diamond is a bit bigger. It comes in at a whopping 54 grams. That's 273 carats for those who are tracking. But still a pretty tiny thing in the scheme of everything in life. Only about a centimeter on each side. That one went for a hundred million last time it was sold. But what's interesting to me is not these diamonds, which are small but bigger than some, but the De Young diamond. Sydney De Young found this diamond. It's just five carats. Only worth about a half a million, this one. It's a red-colored diamond, so it's special, but it's particularly special because Sidney D. Young found this little tiny red diamond worth, in fact, half a million dollars at an estate sale. A family had sewn it into a little decorative pillow, and he picked it up for a pittance. The Gospels like that. If you wander past this Bethlehem, if you wander past this tiny package of a baby, it can easily be dismissed. You can even wander past the cross and wander by it and ask, does it really make a whole lot of difference 2,000 years later? The gospel says, indeed, it does. Indeed, all that we need, all that we need to calm our insecurities to address our insecurities, all that we need to deal with our anxiousness and to give us peace, all of those things come to us because Christ has done a work on our behalf. He's laid down his life for our sins and paid for them pound pound for pound. That's why he had to come. He came fully God and fully man. He came as God so that he could do the righteous things that we need and be worth everything that he needed to be worth to pay for all those who would come to him. And he came as a man so that he could take our place, so that he could be our righteousness, pound for pound, for you and me, as we put our trust in him. Let's do that tomorrow. Even as we open gifts, even as we celebrate, let's think about the wonderful gift that's been given to us in Christ. Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we do worship you and give you thanks this evening. Indeed, what a wonderful thing has been given to us in Christ. Oh, Lord, I pray that we would see the magnitude of the riches that are held within this small package of the person of Jesus. Oh, Lord, that we would have expectancy for the work that you'll do in our lives through him. That we would see the strength, the security, the purpose that comes from this little one. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.